What is happening, everybody? Welcome to the Formula One uh, summary roundup special for the uh, American Grand Prix from the Circuit of the, the Americas, I think it's called. Um, it was the... Uh, well, Hamilton became six-time world champion, so if you uh, follow this podcast, you'll know that I'm a massive Lewis Hamilton fan, so I'm super pleased. Um, it was always inevitable it was going to happen. Um, I think it was uh, it was just, I guess, how he was going to um, how he's going to do it, really. Um, and he actually drove a really good race. I mean, Bottas did as well. Um, there were a few really good standout performances in this race, actually. I mean, the whole weekend really, Bottas probably takes home the best drive of the weekend for the the performance he put in. I mean, he did everything he had to to try and keep the championship alive. So um, the rest was down to Hamilton, really. So, and uh, I mean, Hamilton did what he needed to. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a pretty full-on weekend all round, really. I didn't do um, a quality one the other day because I was just busy all day Sunday. So um, I thought I'd just do a bigger summary today, especially with, um, they kind of have finally announced... Uh, all the rules for 2021, um, which has been pretty well received. I mean, the cars look fucking awesome. Like, they look really cool, and they're trying to put more of the downforce under the car. It's called, like, ground effect aero. Um, and that should theoretically make it easier for cars behind to follow, because the car isn't as reliant on the air passing over the car to provide the downforce. Um, so that's their main aim for it. Um, whether that's going to work, I don't know. Um, the cars are heavier by like 25 kilos, which is quite a lot. So that's not exactly what the drivers wanted, but um, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I guess, you know, what you're going to do. I mean, the biggest thing really... Um, I mean, you can go over to the uh, formula1.com and, and actually check through all the uh, all the rules and the specs and, you know, what they're, what the car does and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's quite interesting. The biggest thing is the cars are going to 19-inch wheels. They're currently 13-inch uh, wheels, I believe, um, and then big chunky tyres. Um, so it's going to more of a road car type setup with 19 inch type uh, wheels and then much lower profile tires so it's a bit more relevant to road cars which is better for pirelli um the biggest thing is well the biggest challenge is i guess creating a tire that's going to work as the drivers want it to which is essentially so that they can just push flat out for the entire duration that the tire is going to last for but it's quite hard to if you think about it, like how do you create a tyre that's going to last 20 laps at maximum performance and then just suddenly drop off the pace and then, um, and then you have to pit? It doesn't really work for me. That It just doesn't make sense because some drivers are going to think, well, actually, I'll just push them less, get longer out of them, and then because you gain more time in a pit stop than you would, you know. So it's kind of you gain more time by having less pit stops kind of thing. So it doesn't really work. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you have to just have a tyre that lasts the whole fucking race, maximum pushing 100% all the time, full race, and just fuck the pit stops, basically. If you want on-track racing, then 
take away the pit stops, really. Why do you need them? Um, unless you get a puncture or a drive-through penalty or a fucked-up wing or something, then, yeah, you've got to come in. But, um, I mean, they did this before. I mean, they've tried all this sort of shit. They were like, oh, well, we won't have tyres. You don't change your tyres. They last the whole race. But then you have to – we have refueling. So then it all becomes strategy around the pit stops. So just take that away. Easy. Just on track race <laughs> that's what you got to do like i mean maybe you say oh you've all got to do at least one pit stop at some point or something i don't know but it just seems pointless really like if you can get a tire that's going to last because surely that's better for pirelli as well and better for environmentally and all this kind of stuff if you're trying to push the environmental message a bit so that's a fucking airplane um then why not create a tire that lasts a whole race because then rather than using you know each driver uses like 15 tires 15 sets of tyres, that's 15 times four, um, each race, like each race weekend, it's at least that, maybe more, maybe 20 sets of tyres. So it's like, the waste is huge. I mean, I'm sure they recycle the rubber somehow, but I don't know what they do with it. But um, it seems to me that's the way to do it, really. And then better for Pirelli, because then it's like, right, you've got to build a durable tyre that's awesome to race on that's going to last... 50 to 70 laps at a super high threshold so can you do it let's see and then boom no more pit stops it's all just you just race on track you take out all that strategy bullshit and if you've got cars that you can pass on track then that's what you do um and then it's down to the constant pressure the skill of the driver the you know not making mistakes you know i don't know that's what i think but who knows what they're going to do. They just seem obsessed to have pit stops, which is the main problem. That always causes a problem because the whole, it's like a tyre paradox. <laughs> it's impossible for Pirelli to create a tyre that's going to work as they want it to because some teams will just push it less to get longer out of it and it will become strategic and, you know, there you go. So, um, so I don't know. I'm waffling. I'm waffling. Uh, but you can check out the the, you know, the 2021 rules and all that shit on, on formula1.com so you can have a look yourself the cars look amazing so it's going to be exciting to see them and because the uh, aero is more underneath the car they can have real sexy um car bodies like much smoother without too many of those aero bits on it so it's, they're going to look a lot cooler um so yeah we'll see how it goes but yeah, i don't know it's all exciting isn't it and I mean, the big thing for me is, um, so I'm going to keep waffling for a bit. The big thing for me is just as the, the, the less well-off teams are starting to close the gap. And this happens every fucking time. It's like uh, they, they just start to close the gap and start to put pressure on the drivers in front on the top three team teams. And, um, and then they're like, oh, we're going to change the rules. <laughs> and, then, and they put this budget cap on but the budget cap doesn't come on until 2021 so the development of the 2020 car can actually start now I mean the 2021 car they can start now because they've been given the rules so they can pour huge amounts of money into it now before the budget cap comes in place so it, it still gives them a fucking advantage like you know the Red Bulls and even Renault they've got a big budget uh, McLaren are getting better but then you've got like Ferrari and, and uh, Mercedes are just basically unlimited budget they could spend half a billion dollars if they wanted to on, on their car development which they probably fucking do easily you know 
So, mm, yeah. So anyway, it just it's the it's the constant cycle of Formula One, really. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if they figure it out and see what happens. I mean, there's no way to tell until you get to 2021 and see what someone comes up with. And one of the teams is going to find a loophole through one of the rules and do something amazing with it. So, um, so I wonder who that's going to be. But anyway. So let me get to the actual uh, race result and then we'll talk about Hamilton at the end. Um, so for those who don't want to hear me waffle on about how awesome Hamilton is, and you can just turn off then. So, um, so yeah, the race. So P1, Bottas for Mercedes, a really good drive. P2, Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes, uh, another very good drive. Mac Verstappen, P3, pretty solid drive from him. Uh, Charles Leclerc, P4, they had no fucking pace. And if you weren't keeping up with what's happened over the weekend, um, there's been rumour that Ferrari have been doing a sneaky thing um, by letting a bit of oil get into the combustion engine, which gives them this like boost of power, um, which is what, some of the top teams reckon they've been doing to get all this amazing power they've been getting. Um, so I think Red Bull got the FIA to clarify the rules. And um, so it's being watched very, very closely by the FIA. And uh, that's like the governing body of Formula One. Um, and uh, now Ferrari suddenly are off the pace. <laughs> not very quick on the straights and uh they're not doing so well in qualifying they they were like well off the pace so well not well off the pace but they 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 were much closer to everyone now so it seems like they were i'm not gonna say cheating but kind of cheating a little bit (laughs) god they had to stop it so um so yeah max verstappen who we you know i love because he just says whatever he wants he was like yeah well they were basically cheating (laughs) We figured it out, and now they're now you can see their performances back to where we are. So, um, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Anyway, yeah, so Charles Leclerc is P4, Alexander Albon P5. Really good racing, mate. He probably for me is the driver of the day, but maybe him or Hamilton because he had an issue at the start, uh, had to come into the pit, so he was, he was at the back of the grid. Um, he was, at, you know plum last by about 10 seconds behind the next person and came back to finish fifth so like really impressive drive uh from him he's driving like verstappen would drive it like that's exactly kind of where verstappen would have got to you know so it's um he's a he's just he's got to be signed for next year absolutely you'll hear that news soon he's just so good i think he's as quick as verstappen personally and he's gonna give uh, Red Bull and Verstappen a lot of headaches next year, I think, because he's going to be right on his pace. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, P6, really good drive from him. Beat the McLarens of Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz in 7th and 8th. Um, although they got a net more points than him. Uh, but never mind. Um, so, uh, yeah, then we had Nico Hulkenberg, P9. He did well to get there. He had, didn't have the best race, but, you know, um, Sergio Perez P10 he started from the pit lane so really good from him got a point um, he was very racy on the day so yeah really good job from Sergio Perez like um, yeah great job from him Kimi Räikkönen P11 he had quite a um, aggressive strategy he started on the soft tyres when everyone else around him was either on hard or the soft or hard or the mediums so yeah he did a yeah did well um, and then Kvyat 12 he actually finished a bit higher up but he rammed someone off the road i can't remember who it was and if it's perez or hockenberg or something so he got demoted by 10 seconds so um 
So good old Kvyat. Uh, Lance Stroll P13, not the best race for him. Giovinazzi 14th. Uh, then the Haas of Roman Grosje on 15th. Pierre Gasly for Toro Rosso Honda. 16th. Don't know what happened to him. Oh, he didn't finish. Yeah. Maybe someone crashed into him. I didn't see that. So I, I woke up super early to watch this live, so I'm trying to remember everything. So um, George Russell 17th. Um, then you had... Uh, Magnussen, uh, he went out on lap 52, didn't finish. He had a, I think it was brake failure, coming off the longest straight of the track. So doing 210 miles an hour and his brakes failed. So it's fucking, he did well to get the car stopped, but that actually probably saved um, Hamilton from getting passed by Verstappen because Verstappen was trying to pass him on that big long straight with a DRS and he couldn't get past him because it was like a double waved yellow. So you're not allowed to pass anyone under that situation so um that so that probably saved him so good old uh magnuson saved the day for hamilton um former teammates at mclaren i think um robert Kubica he la lasted till lap 31 and then i think it was some sort of hydraulic problem and then sebastian vettel he didn't finish either and he finished on lap seven he had a rear right suspension failure coming out of a corner doing about 110 120 miles an hour and his rear suspension just failed and it was his right rear suspension so his the left side of the car just went up so it was like he was on three wheels doing like 120 10 miles an hour <laughs> so he did really well to control it and um, pull it over and managed to stop it in a place where they could just push it back behind the barriers so it, it was just some double waved yellows and didn't cause a safety car or anything like that so um and that was just they don't know what wrong what went, went wrong then he didn't really have any obvious damage or any collisions before that so um I mean, it's bumpy track and maybe hit a curb and, and maybe there's a slight weakness in the suspension, you know, in the construction of it or something, which can happen. So, um, so yeah, shame for Vettel. Um, but the Ferraris weren't racy at all. I mean, at the start, they couldn't turn their tyres on. They were just, uh, they actually got passed by Lando Norris and I think Ricardo at the start because um, they just couldn't turn the tyres on. And actually Hamilton probably did the move one of the moves of the year around the outside of Vettel like turn six or seven or something and it, you just don't pass there it's just not possible when he just he might he just gave it a go and got past him and got the inside line to the next corner and got got that position and that kind of got him up to third so that he could start putting pressure on Bottas and Verstappen and getting past that was important that he got past him then I think because it kind of set up his race and um yeah so that was good for him um and yeah like i said albon had a little collision at the beginning with um carlos Sainz, just one of these like first corner kind of things where it was like three cars into one and albon was a, kind of the sandwich in the middle the sandwich filler in the middle so he um he took some damage and i don't actually know what whether it was a puncture or something but he just came in straight away after that lap and um it kind of I'm not going to say it ruined his race because he kind of finished about as well as he could have finished. He probably could have had Leclerc had that not happened, I think, because the Ferrari just had no pace. So he could have got a P4. Um, but, I mean, he drove, drove a great race because, like I said, he was like 10 seconds behind, you know, the next place guy on the, on the track by, you know, by the on the second lap. So he, he had a huge amount of time to make up. Um, so he, he drove really well. 
Um, as did Ricardo, I think. I mean, he he is making that Renault definitely. I think drive better than it is. He, he's getting more performance out of that than Hulkenberg is, and I think that's why they're not keeping Hulkenberg now because they've. I think Ricardo's shown them that kind of level up from uh, where they're currently at in terms of the sort of the calibre of driver that they're looking for, which is why they've signed Sebastian Ocon. Sebastian Ocon? Esteban Ocon. Yeah. Um, he's a French driver who uh, didn't have... He was right racing for Racing Point last year, um, but lost that drive. So um, so he's been out for a year. So, And he's one of the probably the better prospects on the grid. So um, that's great. He's got a decent drive next year. So we'll see what Renault can do. But anyway, um, let's talk about Hamilton. So he, yeah, I mean, the, the front of the grid, it was quite interesting what they did. So Hamilton went for a one-stop and Bottas and Verstappen went for a two-stop. Um, Hamilton really pushed that first in as far as he could uh, and then came in onto the hard tyres. And there was quite a long way to go. It was a bit touch and go whether he'd make that. Um, and uh, Bottas and Verstappen, you know, did their two stops. And in the end, it came to about, I think, 15 seconds. Bottas had to make up onto Hamilton with about 20 laps to go. Um, and, you know, Bottas and Verstappen were lapping a lot quicker than Hamilton. So it was just a matter of if he could last. And I think he lasted until about three laps to go. <laughs> so, so it's such a shame. But in the end, uh, there was loads of like back markers and stuff that were slowing Bottas down. And it was like looking like Hamilton might be able to do it because he's just nursing these tyres. Um, it was pretty impressive that he managed to maintain that pace and to, to keep Verstappen behind him in the end. I mean, Verstappen was only less, well, less than a second behind him at the end. So, um, But like I said, that double wave yellow because of um, Magnussen's... Uh, Brake failure on the end of that big long straight really helped um, Hamilton out there, I think. So um, so for him to get a P2, starting P5, was pretty good. I mean, Bottas just drove flawlessly all, all, all weekend, really, and in the race, just got out front, built a gap, maintained it, you know, pitted when he did, kept the pace, and then just hunted Hamilton down, passed him pretty cleanly on a straight, um, simple boom done, and uh, no mistakes. Um, so he did really well, uh, yeah, really, really well to get that. So, so well done to Bottas because he, uh, you know, he came into this weekend needing to win, which he did um, to keep the title race alive. And then Hamilton would have had to finish like eighth or something or ninth. So, um, but you know, Hamilton obviously managed to get that second place and um, do what he needed to do and wrap up that world championship and six times world champion. So. Amazing, well done to Lewis Hamilton. I mean, I think I just wonder when people are going to start talking about him as you know one of the greatest ever to do it because I think he is. I mean, there's no, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. He's got the speed of the raw talent and speed of Senna, and the the kind of the work ethic and the, the clinicalness is that a word of uh, Schumacher, but he doesn't have what Senna and Schumacher had, which was this kind of win-at-all-costs mentality. Um, and I think maybe oh, well, Schumacher was maybe a bit worse than Senna in that respect. But, um, you know, they just straight up just 
ram someone off the road, <laughs> you know, and whereas I don't think Hamlet would ever do that. So there's, but maybe you, you just can't do that now anymore. Maybe, you know, the rules are, are what they are, so you can't do that. But I mean, I don't know. I think he's just the overall perfect race car driver. Just always thinking he's got the speed when he needs to. He can nurse the tyres. He can um, think strategically mid-race. Um, his instincts always kind of are correct. It's only really when the team has told him to do something and he's kind of, <coughs> excuse me, listened to them and they've made a mistake and it's kind of cost him the race. So... Um, a lot of the time he knew he shouldn't have done certain things by pitting or not pitting or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's um, I'm kind of waffling a lot, but I need a drink. Hang on. It's not whiskey. It's just a rather nice homemade lemonade. Um, so, yeah, I mean, big congratulations to him, really. It's, uh, I mean, you know, what? I'm, I fucking love him. So, like, it's, uh, I'm very biased. But you know, he's second most successful driver in um, Formula One ever. He's eclipsed Schumacher's pole positions. Um, he's almost tied with him on podiums. You know, he's I don't know, just he's awesome, and he's still going strong. And he's only thirty-four. Schumacher was racing until he was forty. Um, so I mean, I don't know. It's a um, it's going to be interesting to see how much longer is he going to go for. Can he get another one to tie with Schumacher? I think he could get eight potentially. If you think next year Ferrari are going to be strong, but Mercedes are also going to be strong, Red Bull are going to be stronger. So it's going to be a lot harder next year to do it. But with the team and They've got the overall best team for sure, I think. Strategy, they've got to iron out the mistakes they made this year for sure. Um, I think uh, Red Bull might have the best strategy team in the, in the game. Um, but Mercedes are very close, but they've made a few more mistakes. But I guess, you know, they're at the front, so it's higher risk for them, whereas Red Bull in a in a position to gamble a bit more. So they're, when their strategic gambles come off, they look awesome. So... Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So we'll see what happens. But I think he can definitely at least get one more. Next year's his for the taking. And then after 2021, when you've got such a drastic change in cars, you just do not know until you get that winter testing and you see what the cars are doing. There's no way to know who's going to be up to. I mean, you could have someone like McLaren or Renault could figure it out and go, oh, and think of something, and their car's half a second up the road from everyone else. Um, and the rest are playing catch up. So, um, which is what happened with the Braun team with Jensen Button in 2009. So, um, that was that blown diffuser thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm waffling a bit. Um, let me see if we can find some little oh, bollocks rugby. We don't want to talk about that. Not that I was paying attention to that. Um, let us see. It's quite hard to find the actual proper fucking article sometimes. In, now that's the one I just had open. Anyway, fuck it. Hamilton's very happy. He doesn't know how he's supposed to feel. It's all very... It's, I must be very... Um, 
surreal for him. And he says, it's beyond surreal that my life journey has brought me to this point, winning the sixth title. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. Um, Hamilton said he was not able to comprehend the scale of his achievement, which moves him to within reach of Michael Schumacher's all-time record of seven world championships. Uh, further confirms his position as one of the greatest Formula One, one of the greatest Formula One in drivers in history. God, BBC, your writing's going down the pan, um, and it plays as one of the greatest British athletes. I think he's the best, one of the best. The most, I don't know who's done it better than him in recent times really in terms of skill level pressure all of that sort of stuff in sport I don't think there's anyone that can match him at the moment well, that's my washing um, 34 year old said how am I supposed to feel I remember watching this sport when I was younger it's odd to watch it and see someone in the TV set and now to be the person in the TV set and to be doing something like the gr- Something like the great that I saw in Ayrton Ayrton Senna and the great I saw in Michael. Um, I don't believe in the whole cloud nine thing. I'm flying super high right now. I have my family with me. I don't remember the last time my mum and dad and stepmum and stepdad were at a Grand Prix. I don't think I've had them at a World Championship Grand Prix before. Um, I'm really happy to share that with them. The people who have been at the core of who I am and sacrificed everything they have for me to have the life I have to have to do and have this opportunity. I don't think that was written right. Um, and all the rivals are all very happy for him. And Vettel came to see him in the uh, cool-down room uh, before the podiums and um, gave him a hug and stuff. So that was really nice to see. So, um, you know, yeah, it's very cool. So there was an interesting article on um, uh, BBC Sport website in the Formula One section. Uh, so you can have a read there, and- Andrew Benson's... Um, uh, article that he's written um so it's quite an interesting read actually so um yeah anyway i've waffled enough so there's our little formula one thing it was uh, a good race it's worth watching it got really exciting at the end because you don't you didn't really know who was going to win it could have been uh verstappen hamilton or bottas so you, you didn't quite know so it was quite exciting and it did go down to the last couple of laps and um so yeah, it was an enjoyable race to watch good weekend all round congrats to bottas for the win He's going to be putting a lot of pressure on Hamilton next year. We'll see if Hamilton can raise his game again. It's just, it's because Bias is driving so well, it's putting pressure on Hamilton to get even better. So he's going to have to reach a new level, which I think he's got it in him. Um, So we'll see the next two races, how things pan out. I think Albon and Verstappen are going to be really good at Red Bull next year. For sure, they're going to sign now, but if they don't, they're fucking idiots. Um, He's been super good. Um, so yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and then Ferrari next year, I mean, Vettel seems a lot happier and better and he's kind of dealt with the pressure of Leclerc quite well. So that's going to be interesting dynamic next year. We'll see how that goes. And, um, Renault and Ocon with, uh, uh, Ricardo, that's going to be interesting and quite fiery. So, like the top, you know, four or five teams have got a very feisty partnerships brewing next year. So, it's going to make next year really, really good and really close, I think. So, this, it could be a, a real classic year next year. So, um, yeah. Anyway, there we go. I'm going to go and have dinner. Um, thanks for tuning in. That was our little Formula One special. Um, we were going to have Daniel and the Unicorn on tomorrow. But we can't do that one now, so we'll try and fit that one in the week after, I think. We've got one Thursday, though, uh, which will be up Friday. 
so that's a unicorn and special guest Chris, who I believe is an artist. Um, so that should be fun. And then I don't know what we're doing after that. We'll see. I might get uh, John back on and talk movies and music and stuff like that. Or we'll get Dave back on as well. So, um, yeah, we'll be back again very soon. Cheers for tuning in. Uh, hit me up with a little review on iTunes if you can. Uh, or give me a share on Facebook or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back very, very soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye.